Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight will wade and the lsu basketball team gets absolutely hosed last night in fayetteville at bud walton arena i it was a lot closer than i thought it was going to be uh but nevertheless lsu's bass men's basketball team gets absolutely hosed uh, it wasn't the re- the complete reason why they lost. Uh, will Wade's teams continue to be undisciplined. However, um, very disappointing loss Come, coming down to some really Rudy Poo calls there at the end. Um, we'll talk on that. We will touch on that. Um, you got to be better down the stretch. You can't make two buckets. With four minutes left to go in the game and expect to win, you can't make two buckets and expect within four minutes and expect to be the top fifteen team. Not when it's tight, not when it's on the road. But we will talk about that because we we have the holy trinity tonight, y'all. We have the holy trinity tonight: LSU football, baseball, and basketball. But just had to get it off my chest about how crappy and cruddy. SEC officiating is. We will talk about that tonight in the Rafino's rants. Uh, a lot of questions firing uh, around LSU football. We will touch on LSU football. A lot of discussion continues on Jaden Daniels. Some people saying that LSU's not really in the mix there. Some people saying that he is. Nevertheless, I'm just going to give you my overall opinion again on Jaden Daniels and the LSU quarterback position. We'll talk a little bit more uh, around football. LSU baseball goes to Houston this week and the Shriners Classic, uh, as Devin Stobb alluded to in the chat, uh, will be on MLB Network. Everything will be on MLB Network this weekend, which is massive for LSU to be able to be uh, on that platform. So let's hope and let's talk about that, some preview of LSU baseball right around the corner. So we got a lot to get into. And oh, oh, oh. Who, Mike Jones? LSU linebacker Mike Jones joins us at 7.30. I think tonight is going to be an extremely great conversation with our good friend Mike Jones. Uh, We're going to get to learn a little bit more about Mike Jones, the person. And Mike Jones, the football player, some of his past, some of the things that he's working towards, and how is the current LSU team doing uh, gearing up for for spring camp? We will touch on all of that. We will touch on every single bit of it. Uh, and, yeah, we, we might um, get to some other things nationally, but we'll, we'll see. And as we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays, we go around, get all field all your questions, talk about all your questions, and hashtag Ask Blake. Just don't forget to or just fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat, hashtag Ask Blake, 
and we will get to all of them. Okay, let's get to a couple comments before we get started. It is good to be back. We were off last night, which it feels like an eternity when we're when we're gone, uh, but it's good to be back. Uh, Skipper Tally says, everyone hit that like button. Absolutely everyone hit that like button. Everybody. Uh, Trey Mitchell says, uh, Mawani Wilkinson's a liability to the team. Well, you know, I'm not going to even really blame that last foul on him. I'm not going to blame that last foul that he had on him. Not, especially not the travel nor the hook and hold. Both of, guys, let's, you know, both of them were BS. (laughs) Both of them were BS. Let's call it what it is. I mean, it's not as if Mawani, but on the hook, I think the hook and hold was just as egregious as the the walking call that they missed, I, I mean, so I, I'm going to tee off, and we're going to we're going to talk about Greg Sankey tonight too. Uh, Spencer Trehant says, "What's going on, Blake and the AYS fam? What's going on uh, to you, Spencer?" And Al Landry let, says, "Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that." And Pooh Bear says that the Rudy Pooh of the century is the SEC officials. Reps, umpires, and the front office. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Completely agree with that wholeheartedly. We'll talk some. We'll talk about that right coming out of the break. We'll we'll talk about that. You all you already know. So let's do this. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Everybody on Facebook, do us a favor right now. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Share to some social media groups. Share to some social media pages. Share to your own pages. Ask all your friends to like us there. Are you serious sports network? Um, I'm really asking everyone if you haven't done so already. Everywhere you listen to podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be, please go there at the end of the show and like and subscribe there. Please give us a rating. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, um, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like button, hitting the share there as well. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So let's do this. Let's pay some bills, and then we'll get rolling none better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor home chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, over at AYS, sent you on by. And there are good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, NBA, Shriners Classic. Who's going to win the uh, – who's going to win uh, this weekend at UFC, was it 272? Colby Covington versus Masvidal. A lot of good fights there. You can bet on all of that at betonline.ag. If you haven't signed up, do so at the end of the show using the Believe promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV, and you'll get 50% off your first welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Dion Black says we got some uh, inf- <laughs> infiltrators in the chat. Our infiltrators in the chat. Uh, who's the infiltrators? Uh, Blaine Smith says gonna see where LSU baseball stands this weekend after Houston. I agree with that. I agree with that. Jeremy Fontana says I hope money goes Saturday versus uh, versus tomorrow night. Yeah, I would love to see him go against Texas. I would love to see him go against Texas. That would be pretty, um, pretty uh, a pretty good um, showing for him. No matter what happens, he'll get the experience. I think it'd be a good, uh, very good experience for him. Very, very good experience for him to do so. Uh, Jason on Facebook says officiating last night was terrible, but Wade should have called a timeout and uh, set up a play with eight seconds left. So let's talk about that. And here's. My Rafino's rants. Here's just my overall take, and this goes for LSU. This goes for just really all of sports. So if you're an LSU fan, hit that like button, hit the share, share to some uh, uh, Facebook groups, share to your own social media pages. We greatly appreciate it. But here's my take on it. Here's my thought on it. Um, 
I am sick and tired of really bad calls happening. And and look, I know that we're biased and we're fans and we're, you know, we feel as if that a lot of things only happen to LSU. Sometimes, even to myself, it does feel that way, right? Like, it really does feel that the really that LSU doesn't get any calls. It's not always the case. But here is my message to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, because this isn't just a basketball officiating thing. And I agree with my good friend Blaine Crane over from Crane & Company, and he said that, that blocking and, and charge calls in basketball is, co- is becoming just as bad as targeting calls in college football. I completely agree with him there. To Greg Sankey, what in the hell is going on here? You're going to have to fix this. This is beyond a, a bang-bang call, an opinion call, an either could go any either way type of call. The Tari Eason charge call, uh, uh, I forget who was on, maybe Williams in the block or the blocking call. It was a horrendous call. Absolutely trash. We see bad things going on, not only in SEC basketball, but in SEC football games. Players getting away with a blatant hold. Players getting away with certain things. And God forbid, I'm a former old lineman. I don't like calling guys that are holding defensive linemen. I would actually want to let that go a little bit more. But when it's so damn blatant, everybody feels like that they have the right opinion for SEC officiating, myself included. But that man gets paid a crap load of money. The SEC gets paid a crap load of money. This should not be an issue. When it's not a bang-bang call, when you have a walk and you blow the whistle and then you get all flustered, oh, my God, I'm in Bud Walton Arena. And you make the wrong call. I'm all for speeding up the game. I'm all for not wanting to replay everything. But when the game's on the damn line, go to the headset and be able to review it. The NOLA no call, be able to go to the headset and review it. I am absolutely tired and sick and enraged by shitty calls. Now, I've come on this show and, and, and critiqued Will Wade. And the officiating does not completely, completely go on that game of why they lost. Not completely. But we'll get to that in a second. Greg Sankey, you got to figure it out, bud. you got to figure it out. You're able to figure out so many other things, but the one thing that changes the game so drastically in officiating, make the officials open to the public so that we can question and ask them questions about why did you make that call in a certain situation that is so egregious Maybe we can have some type of understanding. Something I'm not going to get come up here and give you this what's need to be done, this what's need to be done, because we've constantly gone through that. And every time somebody says make them full-time employees and pay them this and, and, and do this type of training, they always come back, well, we do that anyway. No the hell you don't. You don't make those guys full-time employees. They're not full-time employees. They should be going, they should be doing this full year around. So only job they should be doing. Pay them. 
You got the money when you're paying schools 50-plus million dollars and there's 14 of them. Hell, let me just throw this out there. Let's pull out the handy-dandy calculator. 50 times 14 is $700 million. And you know the SEC is getting a cut of a lot of this chunk of change of these TV deals. And you mean to tell me that you can pay a school 50-something-plus million dollars, but your officiating is ass. It's so bad, y'all. It's so bad. It's not just for LSU. LSU got some calls last night, too. It's not the reason why they lost. It is not the reason why LSU lost last night. By the way, since I'm all flustered and fired up and pissed off and ready to go, for the last five weeks or four weeks, ever since Xavier Pinson went down, and I critiqued Will Wade, the only thing that I had heard was, Blake, you're wrong. Wait till Xavier Pinson comes back. Sounds good. You know what? I'll wait. I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait. This isn't a shot at Xavier Pinson. It's more of a shot at Will Wade for not getting across and articulating what needs to go on and what Xavier Pinson's role really is. Here's Xavier Pinson's stats over the last five games. Against Georgia, he was 3 for 10, 0 for 3 from 3. At South Carolina, he went 2 for 10, 0 for 1 for 3. Against Kentucky, even though he scored 26 points, he did go 12 of 13 from the line. He went 6 of 20, 2 for uh, 6 for 20 from the field, 2 from 7 from the three-point line. Against Missouri, 2 of 6 from the field, 0 for 1 for 3. Arkansas last night, 5 of 21, 0 for 7 from 3. 18 out of 67 from the field, 26.8% shooting percentage, 4 for 28 from 3, 14.2% shooting percentage from 3. I'm not a stats and analytical dude. This isn't good. You have a layup there at the end of the game to win the game, and you draw up. You What you don't do is you don't call a timeout in a very hostile environment, in a very hostile crowd, to settle your guys down. I don't care that you're not good coming out the inbound because we got the interns to run how many times LSU scored off inbounds and calling timeouts. LSU did it twice. The two buckets that they had in the last four minutes, one of them coming off, uh, uh, the timeout. The other one was Wilkinson in the th- uh, in the corner to shoot for three. That's wide open. But by the way, he's your best three point shooter from a from a percentage standpoint. Will Wade is not good this year at making in game adjustments. Bottom line, this team is undisciplined, like their head coach is undisciplined at times. I would bet, I would bet that Will Wade for SEC head coaches has been hit with the tech more than anybody else and been warned more than anybody else. Sometimes you have to show reserve and be calm. With all due respect, and I mean this with all due respect, I get that Will Wade's a younger coach. It keeps happening. Eight from 17 from the AP Top 25. But, Blake, these stats are analytical. You can't just pull out one step. It's my platform. I can do whatever the hell I want to, first off. Second off, it's not just an arbitrary stat. This team is extremely talented. They got talent all across the place, all over the place. They're not disciplined. The the ticky-tack fouls that they commit shows how undisciplined they are. I get SEC officiating is one thing. This team's undisciplined and undisciplined nature is something completely else. Let me tell you something else we're monitoring. 
there have been there have been rumors about Will Wade, this rumor, that rumor, the other rumor. Quite honestly, at some point he's going to have to start answering the tough questions. At some point we're going to have to start asking him. Well, Blake, what the, the the thing that keeps happening over the last three years, Blake, what about next year? 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 Guys, in the age of the transfer portal and Kim Mulkey doing what she's doing, I, I really, really, really don't like having the discussion more and more and more and more and more. Next year, next year, next year. I don't want Will Vague fired. Don't get that shit twisted. Don't get it twisted. But the SEC officials did not lose you the game last night. You did. Brand says he's got two checks all year. He's gotten three or four. The interns said that they found three. They found two in conference and one out of conference. Brandon, it doesn't matter. He's more. He's he gets more text than any other coach in the conference. At some point, he's got to understand that he has a target on his back. If Will Wade has a target on his back, he's got to understand that. When he throws a hissy fit on the sidelines and gets teed up and gets warnings, his teams won't get calls. The reason he's got a uh, 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 a a target on his back is based off of his actions and what he did. I don't want the excuses anymore. I'm tired of the excuses. You can go get those excuses somewhere else. And Brandon, Brandon knows this isn't to him. I'm tired of the excuses. If I if we can't come out here and critique a loss when you shouldn't have lost, I don't want to hear it anymore. Blake's throwing a hissy fit like Will Wade. So what? <laughs> Brandon, he got he got he got warned twice. Why does it come up now? The reason it comes up now is because when you're in crutch time and they've been getting on your ass all day long and then you have a walk and they don't call it, what do you think? Do you think Will Wade's gonna get the 50-50 call? Why do you think Saban gets the 50-50 call? He gets on their ass, sure. But, boy, does he grease them up before and after the game. Watch Nick Saban in a pregame. He greases their – he greases them paws. He greases them like a like a, like a stone chick – like a, a, a stone uh, a hog. Really tired of these uh, – I'm not even – I'm not even going to give them the platform. Father Abear says, serious question, why can't penalties or non-calls not able to be reviewed as it shouldn't be on field officials reviewing those? It should be someone at the headquarters. I agree with that. I agree agree with that. I I don't know. Brandon says, you absolutely do not call a timeout at the end of the game. That was the correct call by Wade, bottom line. Brandon, then why why do you keep losing in those scenarios? You have a very hostile environment. Xavier Pinson, with all due respect, is not shooting 30%. Your best player, your best offensive player is not on the court. If you want Xavier Pinson to drive and try to get you the bucket, sounds good. He's shooting 26% over the last five games, and you and you want me to say, oh, well, let's give it to Zay. Let's give it to X. To me, it's not the right call. Kenny says, and how many College World Series titles does Arkansas have? We have six and counting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I just got I, I just got sent this from Nookie. Um, so we have some news. We'll probably talk about this after Mike Jones comes on. Let me read this. This is from Andrea Gallo at the Advocate. So Nookie said, "Check my DMs." She says, "Lots of updates this evening in the Sharon Lewis Frank Wilson situation. Lewis has admitted her federal lawsuit against LSU to say that uh, Frank Wilson in 2013 pulled out." 
something and asked her to touch it. So, we do have some breaking news. There you go. Also says he kissed another employee without consent. Um, look, I know, I, I know that this was a, uh, I did not want to bring this topic up today because I, I wanted to get more information on it. Um, if you don't know who Sharon Lewis, Sharon Lewis is the, uh, ex LSU employee who sued LSU for, what was it? Fifty million dollars. Who you think you kidnapped, Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> I want twenty million in twenties, twenty million in twenties, ten million in tens, ten million tens. You want any fives with that? Y'all name that movie. Um, funny how it's amended when Frank Wilson's back at LSU. A hundred million. Mm. Yeah, Nookie, before I talk about the Sharon Lewis thing, I want to, um, I want to get more information. The only thing that it looks like is shared is, it looks like LSU makes a statement saying that we are unaware of any prior allegations against Frank Wilson, and there is no evidence that any such allegations were ever reported to LSU officials further None of these allegations were shared during the highly visible independent Title IX review that LSU initiated last year. There you go. There you go. Mm. It's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun time though with Mike Jones. Who Mike Jones? It will it will be a um a fun time. Let me text him because I forgot to text. <laughs> I forgot to text him back and say. Uh, where we sent the link to him. Look, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be care- I'm gonna be careful about the Sharon Lewis stuff. Now we've talked about the Sharon Lewis stuff in LSU before, um, and I don't. I I'm only gonna speak for myself. I was very. I, I, very open in what I said. We even played the sound piece. But the, here's what we know about the Sharon Lewis case so far. Look, let's do this. Let's wait until Mike gets here. Let's do the Mike Jones uh, interview, and then we'll talk about that after. Let's not talk about that now and then bring him in. Let's let, let's wait. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but look, and we'll talk some LSU football with him too. Um LSU baseball Shriners Classic too. We gotta get to that. Um <clears throat> I, I, I know I know that there is a lot of um intrigue for this weekend. A lot of intrigue for this weekend with the Shriners Classic. Glad it's gonna be moved to MLB Network. Glad that LSU is gonna be able to go and test themselves. I just want to see him win two 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 of the three games. Now, one thing that is concerning to me, like highly concerning to me for LSU baseball is not hitting. I think they're pitching pretty well for right now. Guys, they're fielding, they're fielding, Jordan Thompson included, and not just him, has been very bad. <laughs> LSU is what first, per Big McDonald last night, first in the SEC in errors, number three in the country in errors with 14. That is not good. That is not championship baseball. Guys, that's not fourth in the SEC West baseball. You keep doing that, which I don't think that they will. Five of those 14 coming against Louisiana Tech, they're going to have to clean that up. I would assume that Jay Johnson is going to and want to clean that up very quickly. Um, With that being said, however, with that being said, though, however, um, if they don't get it cleaned up quickly, it's like this weekend, it could be a long weekend. It could be a very, very, very long weekend. Look, you're going to get up against Texas, and we talk about a lot of things with Texas, especially in football. Baseball, you can't make those jokes. <laughs> you can't make those jokes baseball-wise with Texas. In the eyes of the ranger are upon you. When you're in Texas, you will see. When you're in Texas, they will find you. Because that's where a ranger's going to be. 
do y'all love my singing? I mean, name a better duo than Walker Te- Walker uh, 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 Walker um, and Trevette from Walker Walker Texas Ranger. There isn't one. Like, and they would solve cases like unrealistically. Like Chuck Norris would find a shred of grass from the crime scene on the bottom of this guy's shoe when he was trying to roundhouse kick him and then convict the man of murder, arrest the man for murder because he saw a leaf that was on the bottom of a shoe. Trevette, get the evidence. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get to Mike Jones. Who? Bro, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to scream who's so mother bleeping loud this season. All right. Let's get to Mike Jones. Let's get to a very quick break, and then we'll bring him in here. None better than our good friends. And who is sponsoring uh, this segment with Mike Jones Jr.? Our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Guys, is the insurance company giving you the runaround after Hurricane Ida? Do you need a free consultation? DUIs, checkpoints, real estate, titles, everything and anything and everything you need really can be done at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. Tell them that you heard of them from AYS, and they will give you that free consultation as well. That's Drake Williams Law Firm, the drakewilliamslawfirm.com. All right, we got a good friend, Mike Jones Jr. in the building. Mike, what's (laughs) happening, bro? Nothing much, man. What's good? Man, it's been a long week. Me and my wife and my son, we went to the beach. You know, I, I look, Mike, you know, I, I'm Italian. And so we think, you know, I, I can go out there. I ain't going to get sunburned. Shit. 70 degrees <laughs> and my ass got sunburned, man. But we're doing good. How has your week been? My week was great. Uh, experienced my first Mardi Gras. You know, okay. I had never, yeah, I had never done nothing. I'd never seen the parades. Uh, only time I'd been to Bourbon is after playoff game losses, mm. and so I got to be there happy one time for the first time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a good week. Okay, 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 Mike. You can't let that that experience that you've had in New Orleans twice be the only experience. Glad you got to experience it better, though. Glad. <laughs> What was your favorite? What was your, what was your favorite new experience about Margot? Was there anything you expected that maybe you had heard about, and you were like, maybe this is it lived up to this hype, or maybe something that you weren't expecting? I didn't know how how many people came out to the parades, and I don't even know which one I went to. I just had somebody <laughs> tell me to come here. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way. When I, I, I had no idea, <laughs> but I went out there and I was like, this is insane. And it was like going down the whole road, these gigantic floats. I was like, I, I'm glad. I literally can't glad I went just so I could see that because I'll never, I'll never forget that. That was that was crazy. Well, Mike, I told everybody with in AYS tonight that we'll be learning a little bit more about you personally. I think that it's a good segue to learn more about you. Now, something that was interesting when we were talking, and Mike, I, I'm not gonna lie, I had to go and look it up. Mike, you used to be a quarterback in high school, I hear, huh? Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, so take us through that. What kind of quarterback was Mike Jones? When you said down, said, what was Mike Jones like? <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of came in two parts. I only got to play my freshman and sophomore year before I went to IMG my junior year. My first year, I was scared. I was scared to throw the ball, you know. <laughs> I had the little freshman syndrome. But I was faster than a lot of people, yo. This is small football in Tennessee. So I was pretty fast. And so uh, my, my freshman year, you know, if I had to be Lamar, I would try to okay. be Lamar. Okay. Did <laughs> did you hit him with the – you, did you ever see the uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson when he was in high school and he was running to the end zone and he just stopped and he kind of like just mm, yeah, walked yeah. in like this? <laughs> did you ever hit anybody with one of those? I never had that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know, like him stopping on a dime like that's insane. So, when if we were to create a player in Madden and my, and using you, the real life Mike Jones, are you a pocket passer, scrambler, gunslinger? 
Who is Mike Jones really? Are you that gunslinger mentality type of QB? Now, see, I'm the gunslinger mentality with the runner body and attributes. You know what I'm saying? I can't really throw it, <laughs> but I'm going to throw it. Mike, let me ask you this because I think it's a little unique. And, and, and now being a little serious, but being unique, look, then you said you went to IMG, and I'm assuming you trans- transitioned to the defensive side of the ball. Um, what's that like, though? Because I feel like when you go through that experience, right, when you go through the experience of being a quarterback on the offensive side, it makes you better defensively. Um, is there anything in your days playing that position that you that you remember and it's able to help you on the field defensively of your current position? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say the biggest thing is, like, now, you know, so much of the game is played with their eyes, you know, and I never, like, realized quarterbacks really just look and throw where they're going to, like, where they're looking at. Right. Some of them, some of them look you off, you know, the more experienced, better guys. But, you know, to some extent, you know, they're going to be playing with their eyes. And so as a defender now, you know, if I know, all right, he's going to be looking here, I can show him what I want him to see. Mm-hmm. so that whenever he sees it, I can put myself in a position to make a play, you know, and, and I didn't know that. But then as I changed over the defense, I'm like, oh, this quarterback's looking right at me. Like, did I used to do that? Yeah, I would look right at the dude and then throw the ball. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and, 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 and probably, Mike, is why, too, you see, like, the Pat Mahomes no look and the, the, the Matt Stafford no look in the Super Bowl, that much just crazier. When you see stuff like that, and then hitting – what's even more crazy to me, Mike, is not that he's doing a no-look pass. It's that he's hitting him in the chest, right? Like In the chest, man. Man, that – It's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> that's why I be doing that in practice sometimes, and it literally pisses me off so bad. Who who does who does that in practice? Garrett Nussmeyer. Oh, okay. Well, see, but see, that's that gunslinger, right? Like, he does that kind of stuff. Mike, I know you'd be doing that too, huh? You'd be like – Hey, Tony! And then you would throw it to the right. That was you in practice. Don't lie. I would throw it right to the defender. That's who I would throw it to. Uh. All right. So, what's interesting, Mike, too, is that you would, in making that transition, you haven't been playing your current position for a long time, not just even on the inside, but defensive, really. Uh, And you've kind of progressed pretty quickly from that position. What do you think has helped you the most uh, I know playing quarterback, but is there something that's helped you the most in transitioning to the defensive side of the ball? Man, I would say over the years, I've just accumulated so much knowledge, you know, coming from three, well, now three different defensive coordinators. You know, um, when it comes to, like, scheme in my mind now, it's all concepts, you know. Cover three is cover three. It's, you know, we might roll it this way and call it this, but, you know, this dude is doing the same thing. They just call it a different way. And so um, being able to, like, tap into your coordinator's mind and, you know, learn the language, that that helps you, you know, get prepared for a game. It's such another level. You know, it, it's hard when you have questions. And playing defense at this level, I mean, it, it, you can't be super basic and expect to win. You know what I'm saying? You got to have you got to have a, a, a multiple calls, multiple things you can go into a game saying, all right, if we need to run this, we need to be able to run it, you know, run it and uh, execute. And so I would just say, man, just having – being able to get an overall knowledge of just the game in general, at least on the defensive side, you know, like I hear things all the time and I'm like, oh, we called that this at Clemson. Oh, this is what we did last year. It's just a different name. You know, like that's like just made me – it's like made me mature in my – in the way I think of the game and the way I approach installs, approach, you know, going into practice and things like that. I think the biggest word you just said there was experience or two words experience and being more mature. I, I mean, Mike, you ever just you ever just sit back sometimes and think about like I, I remember like when I was a kid, you know, I'm like, bro, why did I do that? You know, something just stupid that I did and now that I look back on it and it and even like it, it, it seems as if Mike, what you're saying is is like now you're there and that's gonna help you even moving forward. So, and, and one more question. I want to talk to you a little bit about the season, too. But even looking into that, is there one thing or – well, not even really one thing, but is there something that you – in that transition – because, look, you've been around Matt House, Brent Venables. 
you Durante Jones, and now getting that scheme down, it's all pretty much the same thing. Is it just picking up the lingo at this point for you? Because knowing what you have to do, it's all really the same. Is it just a lingo type of thing that you have to pick up now? Yeah, personally, I would say it's more the lingo, you know. Uh, and there always are little, like, little minor details that guys do different, you know. Right, but right. <laughs> like you said, they're all the same, you know. And they just might call it red, and this person called it blue, and this dude called it bark, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just the lingo, man. Uh, Mike, get, we're, we're getting close to spring, and before you know it, fall camp's going to be here season's going to be here. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? What, are there any games that you're looking forward to the most? I mean, look, playing Florida State, a team that you've played in the ACC, now you get them in, the, in, in week one, and you talked about New Orleans, down in the Dome. Um, what are some games that you're looking forward to this season? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one down in New Orleans. Um, unfortunately, I never won a game there. Very fortunate for LSU, but uh, neither have I. And I've played there four <laughs> times. You, we in the same boat, brother. <laughs> yeah, so those games there never went good for me. So it'd be great to uh, get a win down there. And um, personally, man, I, I, I can't wait for the Bama game. You know, and of course, I, I'm excited for the whole schedule. You know, I, I'm excited to play every week. But personally, just me personally, like. You know, it is different. You know what I'm saying? I want to win that game so bad. You know, and I know it's going to be turned to that. It'll be at LSU. And I know they're bringing back all their guys on defense. So, you know, hopefully guys can stay healthy and we'll be able to both pull out our best, you know, for that week and we can go at it. But the Bama game this past year, I was like, wow, well, I was just like low-key, like one of the funniest games I've had. You know, and I done played national championships, won national championship, won multiple conference championships. Caught an interception in a playoff that, game. You know what I'm saying? Picked off Justin Fields, you know? And I'm like, dude, like, this freaking nail-biter at Bama on the road is might be my favorite college game. And even though it didn't even turn out the way I wanted, I was like, just like, it was like just so just crazy the whole time. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is nuts. Dive but into yeah, that. I, Mike, dive into that. Why was it your funnest game that you've ever played? I mean, look, like you said, you – Bro, you intercepted the number two overall pick in the NFL a couple seasons ago, and, and this was your funnest game, right? So, why was it? Man, I mean, there's different aspects of it. One, you know, just for the defense as a whole to play at that level, you know, on that stage, you know, it was like a like, – kind of like a problem with, like, like, finally, we finally getting together, you know? And um, just being there with my guys, too, Mike and Damone, you know, I know how hard them guys at work, man, and being able to be on the field because that's when we kind of changed up the scheme. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, like we all going at it all game. It's like, dang, this is a freaking dog fight. And I don't know if I've ever had one of those, like, you know, to that extent. You know, everybody is literally giving they all on both sides of the ball. And, um, you know, like, the encouragement on, on our side, man, like, it was just like a true – true battle and um you know a lot i've played in other games that were battles but i don't know why that one just it kind of felt like it meant more hmm. at least to me it is the sec slogan uh logo um it just means more mike i i i do gotta i, I do gotta tell you something that i'm looking forward to now this isn't a game that a lot of people outside of louisiana are circling I'm ready for the Southern game. I'm ready for the human jukebox to come to Death Valley, you know, start playing to Bruno Mars. I'm going to be sitting up in the corner, you know. That's going to be me. But let me let me ask you this. When a when a band is, is really hitting, like, I don't know if it's just me, but, dude, I'll be dancing out on the field. I'll be kind of like, you know, just trying to do, you know, do something. You, you get hyped, though, when the band starts beating. Like, what you going to do? If they start playing a, a a really crunk song and it's loud and the whole stadium's just buzzing, because I have a feeling it's going to be doing that. See, me personally, I'll always like you know I might do a little something, but on the field I I be screaming like whenever I'm laying I'm like I just scream I literally just just scream I won't I might not even say any words, but I'm I've always been a just a screamer you know right. so I, I I'm sure I'll be out there yelling some nonsense. Oh, dude. 
We need to get you. We need to get you mic'd up. I want to hear what you say. Uh, we do have some questions firing in here. Pooh Bear on YouTube says, hashtag, ask Mike Jones, what are some personal goals that you have for the season? I know we touched on that a little bit, uh, but what are some personal goals that you're looking forward to and you're wanting to accomplish? Well, yeah, uh, personally, man, I say by the end of this, I'd like to tell, look back and say, you know, every week I played my best football. Um, I feel like that's something that, you know, every year I, I've made dramatic steps, you know, but I've always felt like there, there's another level that I, I could reach, you know, and I, I feel like I haven't really maxed out on my potential yet. So personally, I want to look back and say, you did it this year. You know, uh, you put yourself in a position to to uh, achieve whatever whatever it is I want to achieve at the ball. Um, and then, you know, even though it's not necessarily a personal goal, mm-hmm. I love to win. You know, I like to win the SEC East or West. My bad. <laughs> you're you know, good. You know, I'm still new here. I, I'm, I'm kind of new here. Still. You, nah, you're man. good. <laughs> hey, as long as you're not Carson Wentz and don't know who anybody is in your, like, <laughs> whole conference, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my dude didn't even um, know that the Titans were in Tennessee. He goes, Buffalo? Anyway, you're not that bad. He did it, bro. Go look it up. He goes, I think they're in Buffalo, right? Horrible. You know, nah, that's bad. He's he been taking <laughs> some hits. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> my man, come up, my man. Get, get that shake back. Come on, bro. Hey, don't forget, we went on vacation. We're still going to go get that Blue Store chicken. We got some people in here asking. We're, we're going to do that. Uh, Mike Jones, current LSU linebacker, joining us. Mike, a couple more questions. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Somebody asked, uh, have you officially put Boosie on your playlist to listen to before the game now that you've been in Louisiana? Man, I have set it off. In my playlist since, like, <laughs> high school. <laughs> I got to get my mind right. Like, every time I know every time I played a, uh, a, in one of our playoff games down here, I made sure to listen to it. Oh, right. Like, I might not be getting all these snaps today against LSU, but I'm going to set it off on special <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. I do. I, you ever uh, – this happened to me one time. We were sitting in the hotel – Oh, about to leave, and, like, Set It Off came on. And I'm thinking I'm just kind of singing to myself. I'm not really that loud. I'm just getting focused. And one of my – or my roommate starts filming me, and we're about to get on the bus, and I'm like, Set It Off in this month. You know, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you know. I'm just being <laughs> calm, cool, and collected. And my O-line coach walks up to me. He's like, Blake, you got to calm down. I'm like, I felt like I was calm, you know. Yeah. But either way. Oh, man. Uh, Mike, you talked uh, last week about the team, the team unity. You talked about your personal goals. And really your personal goals kind of fit along with being a team and the unity around the team. Brian Kelly talked about that this week and, and not really going in that specifically with you. But he kind of mentioned the same exact thing that you mentioned a week before. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that about how – because last year was a little bit different, but you said and he said and a lot of people have talked about just how close this team's coming together. Uh, can you, can you, as a player, can you take us there about how the team's yeah, been coming absolutely. together? Absolutely. And um, so, to me, I think the major growth between how we have come together has all been, you know, kind of dictated off their emphasis on accountability, mm. you know. Like, whenever you had a whole team in it, you know, and I'm not saying, like, things weren't, uh, like, we weren't accountable, but when you don't pay attention and you don't highlight the things that, you know, might be getting overlooked, it's hard for somebody to say, you know, I'm not going to do this today. Like, it's all good. But we literally look at, like, everything. We got our accountability teams. We know who's winning, who's losing, what points people are losing, you know. And so, like me, on my team, we got a group message. You know, I might take my team. Hey, make sure you all do out your uh your like wellness review. Somebody else texts, hey, make sure y'all take y'all vitamins, make sure y'all checking in for dinner. You know, everybody's checking up with each other because one, we want to compete, we want to win, but you know, there's nothing being overlooked there. You know what I'm saying? We all we all rely on each other to, you know, try to win our team competition every weekend. I like I've seen personally how that's just, you know, even made us so much, you know, closer as a team. You know, I've gotten to know guys who I've been on the team with for a year, but 
didn't even really know their name, knew nothing about them. And now I talk to these dudes almost every day. And so, um, you know, and I didn't think that was something that would really tie into accountability, but it's truly like we all really need each other, you know, and so uh, it, it's pulled us together. You've been on some very good teams, and you just mentioned something about having that before, and now you're doing it again, and now you're being a part of the leader. Now you're an upperclassman. Um, Mike, do you have that same feel? Because it feels to me from what you're talking about, and look, all the great teams have it. It's that one thing in unity. Um, do you feel like that's something that you've gained, that this team's gained this year, maybe even, Mike, over the last seven weeks? Is that Has that been the biggest thing that's happened over the last seven weeks is how much closer the team's gotten? Personally, for myself, I would say yes, because I know myself, like, you know, I, I really stay at home. You know, when I got to go to work, I, I got to go work. When I got to go to school, I go to school. You know, when I got to watch film, I got to watch film, you know, and that's kind of always how I've been, you know, throughout since I've gotten to college. But, you know, now, like, I, for myself, I'm interacting with more of my teammates than I have probably since I've been in school, you know. And we've always had a, a really close-knit group here, you know, and uh, a whole bunch of joking around and laughing <laughs> in the locker room all the time, constantly. But, uh, you know, I can say for myself, I believe so. You know, at least in my personal experiences, this is the most, you know, involved I've ever felt with the team since I've been in school. I love it. Man, look, you're you're becoming the, the fan favorite here, bro. I, I mean, they love you. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely love you. And, and I love it. Look, we're going to go get that Blue Store chicken. So we went to, let me tell you something very quickly. We went to the beach this week, and uh, I kept thinking about Blue Store Chicken. Publix, Publix of all places, is giving the Blue Store a little bit of the run of their money. Mike, we're going to have to go in there and tell Miss Anita she better pick it up because this is some <laughs> bullshit right here, Mike. Just let it be known, but we're going to go experience. Uh, Mike, one last question. We'll, we'll, we'll get you out of here. Um, anything you're watching monitoring sports-wise, anything else that you want to talk about or you're just observing? I know that Major League Baseball, the strike, and how crazy that's been. Is there anything, though, that you're focusing in on that you've seen that you've been thinking about over the last couple of uh, days or last week? Yeah, man, the, the combine is starting, and uh, I have a lot of friends, a lot of former teammates, a lot of guys I've played against. Uh, one thing I'm really excited to see I'm ready to watch Damone Clark run. Mm-hmm. He's one of the only people, you know, other than Isaiah Simmons, of course, he was faster than me by a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Damone is one of the only, like, true linebackers. I'm like, yo, he, he moving with me? What in the world? You know, usually I feel like I always just outran everybody. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, Damone, Damone kind of had me shook a little bit, so. I think he's going to run crazy fast. Don't be surprised if he runs something ridiculous. I lied. This is the last one. Damone made a big leap from two seasons ago, technically now, to last season. Was there something that you saw in Damone off the field? On the Obviously, we all saw it on the field, so we have a good gauge on it. What did you see off the field that made him take that leap forward? Because, look, Damone, I, I mean, quite honestly, Mike could have played himself until a late first-round pick. Uh, is there something that you saw there uh, that you might implement? Because LSU's had a lot of great linebackers, Devin White, Quan Alexander. I mean, the list goes on and on. But is there something that you saw that Patrick Queen, God forbid, I can't say – I, I got to say Patrick King, Queen because Livonia is going to come after me if I don't. Um, <laughs> but is there something that you saw that you'll implement for yourself this season? Um, man, and, and, you know, I don't know Damone outside of, you know, since I got here, you know, right before – you know, fall count, <clears throat> but comparing them to the guys I've seen, you know, and we had a lot of really great linebackers at Clemson, man, just being constantly locked in all the time, you know, it, it can be hard, you know, it can be hard. It's easy to get tired at the end of the year. And regardless what was happening within our season, this man, Damone, stayed continually, continually going up all year all year, on all aspects of the game, mentally, physically, 
you know, and like, I never seen them get tired. Like I remember in the, we were in the Bama game and one, I ever got what drive it was, but I'm over there dying. I'm like, <laughs> oh my lord, I know we all tired. And I look at the moon, I'm like, how you not dead? So, um, but yeah, man, he everything he did, man, I feel like he did it at such a high level, mm-hmm. and to just stay completely locked in like that, man, and, you know, that that's when something I've seen the best of the best. Well, the best of the best I've been around do. And, uh, you know, he fully embodied, you know, that true, truly locked in, you know, all in mindset. Uh, that's what makes him elite, man. And look, he's 240 pounds. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah. He's 240 pounds doing that, Mike, which is wild. Uh, Brandon Hollingsworth says, Blake, tell Mike if he enjoyed Nola Mardi Gras to make sure he goes to BR St. Patty's Day Parade. Absolutely, Mike. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to go to that one. <laughs> It gets pretty. It gets pretty, oh, yeah. it gets pretty live up in there, uh, Mike. Dude, look, man, you're becoming a fan favorite. A lot of people are are love and, and watch are love to listen to you and everything that and you being a part of the program and everything that you're doing, uh, guys. You can follow him at uh, on Twitter at underscore uh, m jones twenty four. Uh, we'll have him back at, back against next week, Mike. We might go get some fun- uh, some not some funeral chicken. That's Publix chicken. We might go get some blue store chicken tomorrow <laughs> for lunch, but that's nevertheless. Mike, have a good night, my friend. We'll talk soon. Oh yeah, man, appreciate it. That's our good friend, Mike Jones, current LSU linebacker. Dude's just so amazing, man. I mean, every time every time you you talk to him, you listen to him, he's just so he's so easy to be around. I think that he said some very key things there too. Very key things in reference to how the team's coming together, unity. Something that Brian Kelly touched on, and now that you have a current player talking about that as well. Something very, very interesting to monitor as this uh, spring, fall, summer, and fall uh, comes right around. Uh, we'll finish out the show, but let's do this very quickly. Got to talk about our good friends over at NordVPN. NordVPN. Guys, it get, NordVPN, since we switched, gives me such a peace of mind for our streaming service. Best encryptions, best codes, biggest servers. You can do it not just for your desktop or your laptop, multiple laptops uh, at your home if you do have multiple. Gives you that security and peace of mind. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV. That way that they know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm, 985-395-4300. 985-395-4300 for all the great rates in the state of Louisiana on auto homes and life insurances. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, gmfsmortgage.com, 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Guys, I got to tell you, me and my wife, Megan, went to John, got our purchase, refinance, all of it. He was so fantastic, walked us through every single step. I got to thank our good friend John personal experience with him and look the worst thing that can happen is he could tell you he can't do a, give you a better rate might not be the case there's no harm in giving him a call today again 225-614-1234 tell him blake at ays sent you on by all right let's see here's uh get to a couple of these comments uh brandon says hashtag ask mike what's your favorite po boy since being in louisiana i don't know if maybe he, i'm sure he has he's had to have had a po boy He's had to have had a po' boy. Mm. All right, I keep getting peppered via my DMs about the Sharon Lewis thing. Guys, I got to be honest, I'm not going to react to it just yet. Um, I I need and want to get more information on this. Um, I, I, I need to get more information on this. I, I'm not going to run out here loosely on that. Uh, but it's something to monitor. If you missed it, Sharon Lewis file is going to file something else on Frank Wilson, uh, the current associate head coach at LSU, who was here in 2013. So let's just monitor that. I'll get some more stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Saturday's show. Um, but I, I just don't want to come out here spitting things that I don't, I, I can't speak on right now. Uh, Tyson Messer says. How doing, Blake? Who do you think our quarterback will be starting this year? Look, I, I said in the beginning of the show that I was going to talk about this and something that continues to be talked about around LSU. Now, there are some people that I trust that that talk about uh, Jane Daniels, the host of the Arizona State quarterback, transfer quarterback, that there's not really a lot of LSU interest there. Um, the And this is just a, 
a, a plain opinion. And I said this the other night, go find the clipped show, go watch the show from the other night. I still think that you need to take a very good look at Jaden Daniels. I know that there's a blindness and affinity for Miles Brennan. Um, you don't necessarily know what you have there. What happened two seasons ago should not and cannot give you the 100% certainty of what's going to happen now, right? Like, <laughs> we're all there. Um, but when I say when I say that I would go after Jane Daniels, I'm not saying that it's something that I'm hearing. It's a little bit maybe of the opposite. Some people saying this, some people saying that, which may, really means that not really anybody really knows. Uh, but as an opinion, I would still go after him. Um, I think he's more dynamic, and he'll give you more. Of, and look, it's not like he's going to be here for multiple years. And let him and Brennan battle it out. There's nothing wrong with Brennan having to battle it out. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, Jason said. Uh, Jason says on Facebook that Mike said that Nussmeier is throwing no look passes. Well, yeah. Let's just make sure we're we're perfecting the looking passes first. <laughs> uh, Jason also says Sharon Lewis is lying. If it was true, she would have reported it last year. Uh, again, I look. I've said my piece a lot on this already. And that was something that um, we did. I did a lot of research on, talked to a lot of people about. What I'm not going to do is run out here again and say something that I I, I can't speak on right now in reference to. I I could give you my opinion. I think it's very questionable why she's doing it now. I do think that she's going to have to provide more evidence. I, I, I mean, look. We have, and we've talked about this, we've talked about this at length and at nauseum, okay? And Sharon Lewis has been on a phone call with someone who's accusing Darius Geis of a situation, trying to extort LHU for money. Like, we have that audio. We've heard it. We've played it on these shows. Like, we don't have to, I mean, I played it for you. I played you the audio. Um, Sharon Lewis not filing Ed Orgeron. Uh, there's a the Rico lawsuit getting dropped out of court. She's going to have to provide a little bit more for me at the current moment because everything that she said has not had the evidence in court that can be moved on. And there's no criminal case behind it, too. There's no police report per this. Um, so, yeah. Pooh Bear says, by the way, space is tonight at uh, 845. Okay. All right. You know I'll probably be in there. Wade McBride says, Brennan has not played in a long time. Is he mentally ready? I, I don't know that. And I, that's why I continue to say we have to, we have to look at a guy like Jane Daniels when he hits the portal, and you have to kick the tires on that. You have to kick the tires on that. There's no questions whatsoever. Whatso- I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, I'm not trying – I'm not – you know, again, when I when I, we keep talking about this and you fire in the questions and I answer them, I get labeled a certain way. I'm not saying Brennan's a bad quarterback. And it really drives me nuts that people think and, and, and associate that I'm saying that. You know, you – what, what's so funny, what's so funny to me is when you spit out a fact – and the person that you tell the fact to does not agree, does not like what you're saying. They will try then to then to reverse and label you as something that you're not technically doing, right? Like the, then they will label you for being X, Y, or Z, but you're really not. Like you're really, really, really not. So like one person who said that Miles Brennan will be in a high, will be in the Heisman race. Um, I just said, look, man, I think he's going to have to start more than three games before we put him there. And he didn't even know that Miles Brennan didn't start three games and was arguing me up and down. Let's see. 
Uh, Stefan says, I need to see Brennan not have happy feet, uh, pat the ball 15 times, and not be indecisive. Hmm. Uh, Spencer says, Nurse Court, you know we're going to be talking about Will Wade tonight. Good Lord. I know I freaked out in the opening part, but at some, I, I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing it, guys. I'm tired of seeing it. Uh, what am I? What do you what, what do you want me to? What do you? Why can't I talk about it? Why can't I critique it? Crazy. All right, guys. We will see y'all Saturday morning. We might be pushing the show a little bit back more because I've been getting a lot of requests about Blake. It's too early in the morning. We'll, we'll push it back. All right, guys. Thanks to Mike Jones. Thanks to all of you. I'm sure we'll see you in Twitter spaces somewhere tonight. Until then, guys, peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.